Talk about endless. Adam Comback, aka Jutegeit, a one man black metal experiment, experimental metal question mark question mark artist, has recorded more than 25 albums since 2007, and that says nothing for his collaborative releases uh, and other things he's done. To call this man prolific is as gross an understatement as humanly possible. The thing about Jutgeit is quantity equals unbelievable quality. These releases are extraordinary musically. They are someone who is of a, a very high level of skill when it comes to guitar playing. I don't know much about microtonal scales or any scales for that matter as a uh, someone who has no training <laughs> in the guitar or music. All I know is what I hear uh, and how it makes me feel. And when I listen to uh, Jutgeit, I am just spellbound. I feel sometimes dizzy because of the strange feeling of the music almost falling off the face of the earth. And I think that has something to do with these bizarre tunings. Uh, Jute Guide also uses electronics in very interesting ways. Uh, ways that, uh, at least for my liking, you know, don't dominate the soundscape. They're used to complement. It's clear Adam Kalmbach, a.k.a. Jute Guide, knows what the heck he's doing in the studio. Uh, I do know a little bit about sound production, and uh, what I hear is a, a terrific recording. Uh, I hear that in uh, the programming, I hear that in the just wild, breathtaking, uh, crushing often too, very heavy, um, black metal-esque, you know, that vibrato riffing. Uh, uh, sound of the guitar uh, and uh, the vocals uh, the vocals I mean one might say you know sort of classic uh, black me metal we've talked about the torn throat style uh, Jute Guide obviously has put a lot of time and effort into his vocals he nails everything it is strong vocals it is oppressive it is harsh um, but it's also just well executed. The man also does all the packaging, uh, aside from maybe some releases he's done with other labels. He, he self-releases most of his stuff, uh, and it's uh, quite exquisite. Uh, he doesn't uh, apparently do much of the artwork himself, but his taste in artwork, uh, for, for my money, is as is, is, is good as it gets. It it almost has a a classical music um, kind of feel or a, a dark uh, gothic uh, age of uh, of of classical. Uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, 
you know, a non sequitur or not. But uh, you see people, um, obviously, from centuries ago that capture that aesthetic um, that I acquaint with classical music. Uh, but there's also some some uh, variation there for sure, more psychedelic, uh, darker kinds of images um, that are that are represented uh, in interesting ways. Uh, his latest release, I believe it is pronounced Oviri, uh, self-released 2017. Although he's done a split release with another, um, I believe another solo one-man metal machine who uh, goes by the the alias spectral lore and that that's released on a very interesting label called called i void hanger records um and there's a lot to be said about i void hanger records it's again another extraordinary prolific label check up check out i void hanger on uh band camp um the band camp site um but what is special about I Void Hanger is the kinds of artists and releases do not fit into uh, conveniently into any one category of metal. Um, they will uh, shake you up. Um, uh, you could be uh, like me, uh, you know, a metal fan since the early 80s, and you listen to some of these releases and yeah, you've got your riffs, you've got um, the vocals, you've got things that are familiar, but then you are just thrown into places that are totally unfamiliar. Um, this is what's happening in metal now. It, it, it has become endless, uh, the creativity uh, factor. These artists are, I don't know what they are doing, but it, it's obviously requiring tremendous amount of work uh, and passion to try to push the envelope in ways that are, you know, frankly, decidedly not commercial. They don't care about being on the radio. They hope maybe they can sell a few CDs so they can, you know, stay afloat and just keep doing their art. But um, for, whatever, for whatever the reason, the, for my money, the kinds of music that's being produced uh, by a label like I Void, I Void Hanger is just so exciting. Um, we hate that word mashup because these aren't mashups. This is integration of of different forms of metal, but also other forms of music. Jutgite uses microtonal scales, which is non-Western, so it's very different. Uh, you're often bombarded, like on the new record, Oviri. Uh, Democritus laughing, the first uh, track, and then many of the tracks. Um, and other records by Jutgeit, you get uh, sort of the these dissonant notes from the scale, I assume, and they're weird and they're dizzying, and it's like, what on earth is happening here? Where are we being taken this time? And then it just cascades into chaos. But also form and control. Jutgeit is masterful at making us feel like we are out of control or listening to a, mu uh, a music that is just run off the rails, but then pulled back in with hooks. And, and sometimes uh, in, on earlier records, maybe more so, grooves, although he does groove 
you know, still on some uh, on Oviri to some extent. But uh, the but the vocals, um, the the writing, the composition, it is a very high quality, uh, 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 to say the least. So uh, this is this is again how exciting uh, to have an artist like Jutgeit in in the metal spectrum. Uh, he's just one, but he's one I would say that deserves an entire podcast episode dedicated to him. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing today, uh, is focusing on uh, Adam Kalmbach's Jutgeit <laughs> project and this this really amazing music. Um, this, uh, again, heavy. He is someone that clearly loves black metal, extreme metal, but he is also someone who is not satisfied at all as one restless person when it comes to uh, what exactly we're going to do with that uh, genre form. Uh, and in fact, Jutgeit does something that no one else can do, uh, as, far as, I, uh, as far as I've heard. Um, the sound is, is, is singular. Uh, it is um, breathtaking. And, uh, you know, he'd roll his eyes, I'm sure. But uh, Mr. Kalmbach, you know, the reality is, is you're virtuosic in what you're doing. And uh, we thank you for it. <laughs> uh, those of us starving for uh, challenging uh, metal, uh, you deliver uh, in, in spades, sir. And turning to, you know, the always reliable invisibleoranges.com, um, the uh, fantastic writing, so thoughtful, but uh, the coverage is extraordinary. Talk about a resource. You want to get into the streams of endless metal. Um, you want to be uh, 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 led into the vaults of Bandcamp as one of their features uh, to explore releases you will never discover probably otherwise. Go to InvisibleOranges.com religiously like I do, and you will find uh, some... Uh, just amazing new uh, music that you never thought was possible, probably. Uh, Jutgeit was one of them that I, I believe I discovered from Invisible Oranges. But uh, wonder, you know, it's wonderful to see they have done a recent uh, interview, April 20th, 2017, trial and error interview with Jutgeit. And uh, it's fantastic to read um, uh, Mr. Kalmbach. <laughs> Adam Kalmbach, Jutgeit's, um, some of his uh, responses to the questions because it gives you a, an understanding of, of what he's up to and it's, it's way more interesting than, you know, the, the canned metal response. You know, you know, I say it too. We like to make brutal music that kicks your ass or, you know, some nonsense about Satan. Um, you know, f funny tongue-in-cheek stuff usually or scary stuff if you're listening to some of these some of these artists or you know like all great art there's madness but uh let's take adam uh let's take jutgeit so he's, he's describing here um his uh his different sides of his music the metal and then the you know this sort of electronic stuff that he uses I try to make music I would be interested in listening to without concern for genre. 
my rationale, as I recall it, from over a decade ago for releasing all the music under a single moniker is that it is all a product of the same artistic sensibility, no different than a novelist writing in multiple genres or a visual artist creating both watercolors and woodcuts. In retrospect, I wonder if I could have served the music better by releasing it through separate projects. I think the difference between the black metal albums and electronic albums is largely structural. The metal material has large gestures and, uh, elect, uh, and contrasting discrete sections, while the electronic material gradually continuously transforms. Beginning with Ship of Theseus, I've been trying to bring these styles close together to create music that draws on the black metal side's expressiveness and the electronic side's focus on process and detail. I'm glad he did what he did, because you can really hear when you listen to his entire, entire over, which is going to take you, you know, <laughs> some serious time to do, because he's done so many of these releases, but, you know, uh, you can, you can uh, go through them and, and, and just randomly pick across time since 2007, and you can, you can experience what he's talking about. But I love that, you know, he did what he, what was authentic to him, and that is exploration through the electronic music, um, where you really understand what his protocol or approach um, in using electronics are, which I find to be really interesting and fascinating and not lazy canned sample beats or, you know, things you've heard before. Uh, but, and then also doing the separate uh, for the black metal, you know, the expressive stuff, and then it slowly merges together into this combination that doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem possible that Adam Kalmbach could, as a solo artist, somehow bring these two sounds together in a way that wouldn't sound stunted, mashed up, contrived. And yet it, there's a synergy it develops. Some of the albums, maybe you can hear uh, a little growth process going on. You know, the grooving uh, riffs uh, on some of the earlier records are, are great, but there's, it, I, I hear a division. Um, I don't hear yet uh, this almost uh, uh, revelation that he has when he discovers through the process the experience of obviously spending hours and hours in the studio how then the alchemy happens I'm sure it just happens but then he goes with it and it flows into this this incredible music that's singular in its sound the other thing about Adam Kalmbach and the Jukeite um, project that I really love is that he's he's someone that is obviously a big fan of metal but he's well read and he is um, extremely thoughtful and I find not pretentious at all I mean this is he is who he is and you learn a lot um, particularly for those of us that are interested in, in music and, and the artist and where the inspirations come from, um, from the interview, um, particularly if it's a great interview, like the one um, done by on the Invisible Oranges site, 
um, the, uh, that I had mentioned. Uh, it's done by Anthony, uh, sorry if I get your last name wrong, Anthony, um, Menjikop uh, Capra, Manjikopra. I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably not. Apologies. But uh, it's a terrific interview. And, uh, you know, there's some great insight here. Um, so, you know, Anthony asks, From what I can gather as an observer, it appears that a big part of your work is rooted in philosophy and reasonably academic classical music that I have to admit to being somewhat ignorant to. Could you speak uh, a little bit about, uh, a little bit to that? And and I, I'm similar to Anthony. Like, I actually... Um, uh, lived with two classical music composers back in the 90s and that's where I was first introduced to a lot of really interesting uh, minimalist classical music um, but I don't really know what they were doing I was just experiencing it at a sonic level and developing this appreciation uh, mainly for just the, the the trance that it created I thought it was fascinating that music could, could take you there and those were the first, my, some of my first experiences with music as something more than just something to listen to and to bang my head to, although, I like, of course, I like to do that as well, but that it had this almost, I don't know what, transcendental uh, quality to it, meditative kind of quality to it, uh, absorbing quality to it. But anyway, let's, let's, let's listen to his answer and uh, just provide a little reflection. So here's uh, Adam Kalmbach. Well, aside from the value of the music itself, classical, academic, art, whatever, music is sort of the R&D department of Western music, and a great source of inspiration for generating and manipulating musical material in new, to me, ways. I'm a layperson to philosophy drawn to it, as I assume most people are, in the hope of making sense of life as a terribly limited being in a chaotic universe. In recent years, most of my lyrics have been attempts to grapple with mortality, identity, and change, the illusions of free will, an enduring self, suffering without meaning, etc. And as I fumbled with philosophy, I found some clarity and solace regarding these topics, in particular from Schopenhauer, Ernest Becker, Nietzsche, and Thomas Metzinger. Lyrically, it seems that my albums have been growing increasingly bleak, reaching what I very much hope is the nadir with the album I'll release later this year. I found it emotionally draining to complete that album, and now I'm trying to find a way to move my art beyond the withering pessimism without forgetting it or repudiating it. I hope that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I mean, um, I'm, I uh, can absolutely relate. We are in dark times here, uh, you know, in America, uh, in the world. These are perilous times. And we don't even need to go into the politics and the re and the different uh, many chaotic situations around the world. I mean, it's it, it's always been like that, but uh, it's been amped up here. You know, uh, the the you know just one example. You know, <clears throat> thinking about from the U.S. perspective, the Korea situation, um, the idea that there could be a war there, and the the kinds of massive loss of life is is pessimistic of course it's it's terrifying um, so of course I can re I can relate and we turn to philosophy so in this episode those of you with the anchor app of course can hear the music of jute guide as I um, uh, provide my uh, the rantings of the 
of the uh, the old metal sharecropper that I am. Um, uh, for those of you listening on other uh, podcast uh, places, um, you're just going to get my commentary. Uh, but um, uh, I recommend getting the Anchor app so you can listen to the music or, you know, um, going on Bandcamp and getting some of Duke Geit's many releases, either digitally, and I believe he does CDRs, and he also has done on uh, other labels, iVoid Hanger, etc., vinyl, uh, that, you, that you can get. Um, but uh, 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 throughout today's podcast, too, there's going to be um, more commentary than just uh, my own um, reaction, um, thought process, stream of consciousness approach to trying to engage with something so overwhelming and daunting as metal today in 2018, which is endless. And Jutkite is someone uh, who creates music that is mind-bogglingly genius. And I don't use that word lightly, because this, to me, is someone who is genius. Um, So I hope you enjoy, uh, those of you that are listening uh, along, and I hope those of you who are listening on other podcasts that you check out Jutgeit if you are someone who wants to go further into what I believe is the most exciting music right now, and that's metal. And it's not metal uh, that you remember from the 80s. All that's great stuff, and we love it. But this is uh, something altogether different. This is uh, a renaissance we're in of sound art using dissonance and and distortion and emotions, um, many, you know, uh, actually positive, Sumac, uh, with the, the Aaron Turner's doom of positivity, I would say Mike Scheidt's Yob, the same thing, but also the obvious pessimism because of the dark age, ages we're living in now. It's always been pretty dark, but it's real dark now, right? So enjoy. One last quote from the uh, interview. I, I've got to I've got to share because I just really strikes a chord with me. Um, and I've been coming across this in interviews with with other artists that I see really, you know, just uh, being <laughs> maybe on the riding the crests of the endless metal in terms of just the sheer uh, uniqueness and um, uh, singular sounds going on. Jutgeit, uh, uh, maybe uh, the leader, but he responds to the question: Could you tell us something that might like uh, that you might like people to know about you or your work that some might find surprising? I don't know how surprising or interesting any of this is, but the title "Mansions of Fear, Mansions of Pain" is from a line in Bruce Springsteen's Factory. And the drum sounds that open the harvesting of ruins are sampled from accepts, all or nothing, and a recording of Xenakis's, I can't remember how to pronounce this, Antikathon. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Springsteen, except, and Xenakis in the same one-sentence response. <laughs> I actually am I am quite a big Bruce Springsteen fan. I love the way that Springsteen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Nebraska, for example, the stripped down, uh, just him and the guitar 
but so much of his music, it's he's not putting on airs. It's just Bruce. This is what he. This is Bruce, and uh, I find that I don't like the word authentic, authenticity, but I think he gets somewhere pretty damn close to an authentic music, which is cre- I think credits to his enduring uh, legacy and and you know importance and, and maybe all of you know American music. Uh, of at least the last, you know, decades. So I'm a big Springsteen fan. I'm excited that he picked that. I don't know exactly why. Maybe just, uh, who knows, with, um, he's not telling us why, but uh, I would assume he just like the sound of it. But the fact that he's listening to Springsteen, I think, is really cool. And also the, the fact that he's listening to Accept is really cool. Accept, for those of that, that you don't know, is this German power metal band who I absolutely love. They kick ass. Uh, they just write these great fat-free songs. Some albums, you know, better than others. Uh, Restless and Wild uh, being their, you know, big breakthrough record. Um, but most know them for Balls to the Wall. Um, and the singer uh, Udo Dirk Schneider, who, you know, sort of the Bon Scott, a pissed-off Bon Scott, maybe is the best way to describe him. Um, but it's it's really neat uh, that he would sample off except um, this guy is listening to a lot of different sounds and without boundaries um, and it's you know this is why this is not just happening because of some mad scientist it's because it's someone who is obsessed with sound <laughs> all kinds of sounds and he's pouring it into his metal and so what we have come uh, to see here and experience with Juke Guide is like nothing we've heard before. Uh, and and Zanakis, I'm not as familiar. I know the st- uh, stochastic music; it's really abstract and out there kind of stuff. But sonically, I I think real fascinating to a lot of of those on the edge who are really into you know studying sound almost uh, you know in an academic kind of way. Morton uh, Sabotnik is someone else that comes to mind, maybe in that orbit. Um, I, I'm not, uh, it's interesting, I can't listen to that stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, Jutgeit, um, uh, listening to it, mining it for sounds that, that can then be uh, incorporated into his um, just fascinating metal. And uh, it's got to be heard. Um, that's the that's the exciting thing here, um, and podcasting I think is great because, um, you know you, you you gotta listen to it you gotta experience it, and though maybe <laughs> um, you're not gonna discover it I, I mean, and and you may be uh, too intimidated uh, if you were to put it on. But I'm here to encourage you <laughs> to find Jutgeit and to listen to it. Because Jutgeit's music is going to blow you away uh, one way or the other. <laughs> it, it, you're going to hear things you haven't heard before as a metal fan. You're going to hear things that are familiar, but things that are completely alien. And that's the greatest uh, part of this. And it works. It's not just some sound experiment. Again, there's an alchemy here that's taken years of experimentation by uh, Jutka to craft this kind of music. It's inc- it is, again, as I said, um, 
something to behold and to be savored. And if I hadn't mentioned before, if you're a guitar player, a lot of metal guitar players, you know, they have their bag of tricks, their power chords and, you know, different little shredding things they do. Well, a lot of you, I assume, who play guitar have never tried to play microtonal scales or even maybe even heard of microtonal scales. Well, you're going to get a dose of those, and maybe that's going to open your mind and make you realize, my God, i got a hell of a lot of exploration to do on my six-string or my eight-string or whatever it is you play. That, uh, that metal is not confined by that vocabulary on that electric guitar that you've mastered and, you know, uh, that's it. A juke Guide shows us, no, the possibilities are endless. And, uh, and so that's exciting, too, for those of you that are musicians. Um, so I'm signing off. Uh, again, you know, very excited uh, to be with you and to share my own rantings because this is just so exciting. I want to, you know, shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> Very few people would come, right? Shoot, guide, you know, metal, blah. And particularly people in my age group. I think it's it's the younger folks that are getting it, you know, and, and want this kind of music. Um, I don't want to be ageist, but it seems like folks in my age range, you know, it's... Uh, you know, they get angry if they go to a Maiden concert and Maiden doesn't just play all the classics, you know. I love the new Maiden stuff because it's proggy and intro, I think really interesting. I love the old stuff too. Um, but, uh, you, know, that, you know, whatever. You know, everybody's got their own thing with music. It's very personal. I'm not going to judge anybody. But this is where I'm coming from and I think a lot of other people and it's just an objective look at what's happening. And that's just this explosion of new metal of all kinds of uh, different timbres and tunings and approaches. And uh, there's just the sky's the limit. I mean, whatever you can uh, in, uh, make up in your head, something's going to come out tomorrow that will blow that away. <laughs> How cool is that? How exciting is that? Uh, I would say it's it is as exciting as it gets as a fandom of metal. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, talk to you next time. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And, uh, yeah, you know, keep it heavy, but keep the ears open. Keep the mind open. Go further. Go further. That's what metal's about, I think. No boundaries, no rules. Dive into the endless streams of metal.